Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we cop a few good feels as we talk about the best television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're on the 37th episode in the series, Sisters. Sisters. Starting once again, gotta (laughs) call it, with another car pulling in the driveway, but this time at night. (laughs) Yeah, really, really flashing that cash in in this one. (laughs) I just, I, I really love this. It's been a really good streak, a really good episode streak of, of really working that, that driveway. I know. And also it's worth pointing out that we observed that organically. We didn't know it was going to happen every, I mean, I guess I, I sure didn't know it was going to be in every single episode <laughs> no. when we first noted it. Not at all. And that's, that's kind of the joy of watching them in a row as you haven't done in so long, you know, if, if really ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah it's really funny because i do remember a lot of those types of scenes like the b-roll scenes but having having known that it's now in the second season where they're just like we have our own house let's work it it's it's the best and also thinking about when this was originally airing there was a week between so you probably wouldn't you know it would probably be the uh you know it would come to symbolize the beginning of the show you know like you would have a um a nostalgic attachment to it i guess but it's not it is different when you're watching you know like four in a row and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah when, when hulu's counting down the eight seconds <laughs> yeah. that you have. <laughs> oh i guess i'll watch another yeah <laughs> but i love this one and this is you know this is the debut of aunt angela nancy walker she's so good i from the beginning when she gets there to um the part when she's telling dorothy the story to the, the end when they're fighting she just does such a good job at mimicking Sophia Estelle Getty's um, mannerisms without it being a caricature. Like, yes. The yes. way she captures, you know, like siblings will often have something that you can't quite put your finger on, but clearly demonstrates that they're related. Yeah. And that's, I feel like to be able to do that as an actress is, is really, really remarkable. Oh, it is. It is. You're right. That, that's what I was, I was going to say the same thing of like, it's enough like Sophia that you are just delighted every time they're on screen together and part of that's the writing, but like you said, part of it's Nancy Walker. Like, I mean, she's just like the way Nancy Walker, right? That's her name. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of that is just you know being a great actress, and she's she's had like a long television history, right? Like she was actually. Yeah, yeah. This was. I think she was like a get. I think you know if we were watching this live, we would have. That would have been the draw to watch the episode, right? Like, right. This, exactly. This, yeah. Oh man, we're really working these guest stars. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Flexing. Wait till George exactly. Clooney comes. It's all I know. to do. Now that's going to be for real. Oh my gosh. That one's <laughs> um, amazing. But okay. So we're talking about Angela, but I do want to sort of go in chronological order, at least start with the first scene because oh, yeah. Sophia is sitting in the dark and she's just like, <laughs> you know, like, woe is me. And Dorothy walks in and just like walks, like breezes right by her. Walks right by. Yeah. And, you know, Sophia's doing her whole, like, uh, I don't, you want to know what's wrong with me. And, and then, you know, it's, it comes out that Sophia's just like, waiting for her present from Dorothy, which is the, um, you know, the thread that carries through the whole episode and, oh, yeah. and really carries through like the whole series with Sophia, like always working to get a gift or money or something from Dorothy. Exactly. Also, I want to note, I'm on the whole, like the sitting in the dark thing. Remember when <laughs> a couple episodes back in the first season, <laughs> yes. she is sitting in the dark and they don't do anything with it. Yes, she's so. just like I'm sitting in the dark she's like got her coat on and she's in that weird corner that they never use again um <laughs> and it's just hilarious so it's like it, it to me it's like this weird writer's room thing where they were just like yeah I want to do something with this and then they nail it here like this is actually the perfect you know pouty little Sophia 
Yeah, no, it's which it's I mean, really yeah, I mean, and you know, just as a note, we've mentioned your uh semi disdain for surprises before, Hate but <laughs> I really feel like the entire like the behavior of Sophia trying her hardest to get to know what this present is <laughs> up until like the actual reveal moment, you know, she's like telling Dorothy, like, get on with it, get on with it, you know, <laughs> that that's exactly like what you would be if you were 80. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, if you were, you know, 40. <laughs> yeah, I've never not been in the, I've never been in a secret Santa and not tried to ruin it by like solving the mystery. <laughs> and part of that is always trying to get the dumbest person to tell you they have. So like, everything <laughs> she does is like me being like, Oh, well, I already know she has so you must have this person and then oh, trying to like God. piece together the puzzle. <laughs> You really do. You investigate everybody. I always do. I just want to know who has me. Oh my God. You're a blabbermouth, Rose. (laughs) No, you're a blabbermouth, Rose. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. But so before we even, also, I want to talk about the Monty Hall joke because (laughs) um, Dorothy is like, you know, if you want, uh, what? It, why did she tell her to adopt Monty? Oh, better presents, right? She's like, yeah. if you want better presents, adopt Monty Hall. And then right. she's like, I wish I could. Jewish <laughs> sons are the best. And it's like, <laughs> it's another. It's kind of. Um, it reminded me of in the episode with the heart attack. Um, you know how they kind of like bring up the the they ask oh, yeah. the doctor why he's Jewish and he's like because their mothers are like they do a good job I think with like writing that in without making it you know gross or like or exactly you know, like like uh hurtful so um... totally i think they do a good job and they and the thing is like they're writing to this character this italian 80 right. year old woman who is gonna say shit like that <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah but like i love the i love the play off of everyone in this episode is a perfectly balanced like their funny side of caricature you know like the the sarcastic Dorothy the like mischievous Sophia the you know like the, and obviously the dumb Rose right and then like Blanche you know she has she has her flirtiness here but like she mostly like is the Blanche accessory character where she's the not dumb one with Rose yeah but like, but then they also have like all of this caring and like, you know, they're trying to work out a family problem. And I, that's what I think is really excellent about the blend that happens here with the writing. But obviously, like right away, this whole hilariousness of like, you know, <laughs> you, you, Lauren, trying to interview Rose and Island about like what's actually happening. Yeah. And, and Rose is, um, Betty White is amazing in this episode because there's a couple things where she, um, you know, like it's the balls kind of like hit to her and she just like, totally completely like responds it's really amazing so one of them is when um they're in the kitchen and blanche is telling the story about her underwear that had like something french embroidered on it like she can't recall what it was and it just like pans to betty white and she's like very confused and then blanche is talking about how charmaine could bend her body into the shape of an r and they they hold it on betty white's face like for you know, like a beat longer than you think they should and she's just like perplexed it's, it's really really amazing i can picture it in my mind like it's really great but even just everything like dorothy in the beginning when she's like decides to tell rose she's like and she's bringing the surprise <laughs> it's really great 
<laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, it was just so cute when she finds out that Blanche knows, and she's like, "Why does she get to know?" It, I know. It just it works so well, and that that is sort of like when when we see you know Blanche like as an accessory because she's like pretty like smug about the fact that she knows, and, oh, yeah. and Blabbermouth Rose can't. So so it works together and she, well. Yeah, and she's helping Dorothy, right? Like right. that's the, that's what I meant by the accessory piece, right? Where it's like she's really just like you know Dorothy's like, "Well, I can trust you, Blanche." Yeah, world to happen because I have to slam the door on my mother's face because she's listening at the door which I love as well as a great you know physical gag <laughs> yeah so she slams in the face of the door but then it's also Sophia is so I mean Sophia is obviously like you know the shining star of this episode but when she's trying to eavesdrop again and Dorothy catches her and she's like you got eyes in the back of your head or what it's so good because she doesn't even like apologize for her behavior she's just like how do you know what I'm doing all the time it's like exactly <laughs> It's perfect. I also love the idea that, <laughs> that Sophia and Angela haven't seen each other. Even when Sophia went back with Augie uh, in the competition, <laughs> like to go to Sicily, it just cracks me up. I forgot just, like, about that. You were riding the donkey all around. You went to go see your friend who died that morning, but you didn't see your sister. I mean, I guess the feud still happened, you know, which we'll get into, obviously. But yeah, and my other question about that was like, Dorothy didn't know they weren't speaking for 30 years. Like that never came up to your favorite aunt. You've n- you haven't talked to her and also like, your mother. You haven't like mentioned, have you spoken to like, it's, <laughs> she had, she's never heard of it. <laughs> exactly. It's great. Oh my God. Love the inconsistencies. So perfect. <laughs> um, I really love the, the whole scramble, obviously, of, like, them trying to run around the house and where she's like, she outsmarted me, Dorothy. <laughs> and, you know, Angela's waiting in the car and then she's, you know, uh, she makes that terrible lawn jockey <laughs> joke. <laughs> but the she says she never travels with luggage, which just, like, it, it is a funny thing. It's like just that was just like a writerly quirk, I guess, for this character i actually didn't pay enough attention if she is wearing the same outfit throughout the whole episode is she she's not actually she's not i don't okay. think so i'm pretty sure so she it's just a throw away else. yeah maybe they just like spend all their prop money on um cars <laughs> yeah, um yeah no i mean that that scene when they're you know like they're scrambling to get sophia to go shopping and sophia just keeps coming up with excuses um it's so funny but but the um and she the tosses part... the cane yeah <laughs> well, right oh my god okay. right we forgot she comes out and she's like i know oh, unless you know of any surprises <laughs> so 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 funny um, so great. but then when rose uh i like when she um she's tricked rose to say that she almost hit uh, Mrs. Stouffer with a car, and then yeah. Rose has to like explain to Dorothy, like, "Well, I did almost hit her." And it's like, yeah, exactly. You know, I pinned her. <laughs> it's so wholesome, you know. It's exactly. Like, you can't tell Rose Island she hit somebody; she's gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, you're. I mean, ugh, Betty White is just a genius because she does play it where she's like, "I know you guys think I'm dumb, but I have a real excuse," <laughs> you know. And it's yeah. like even while she's simultaneously being dumb, it's just it's wonderful. <laughs> it's great. But yes, that part is, is great. And then obviously Angela walks in, you know, we have like the stature and the hair and just the sassiness, but um, the, <laughs> the, the no luggage thing just cracked me up. I was just like, why? Why is this a, a quirk? It's like funny at that moment, but then it, my mind just goes to all of like these problems with it. I mean, um, so many problems. <laughs> there's so many problems with it, but it's just like, yeah, whatever. It's totally fine. So um, I really like to, if we're talking um, about, the uh 
well i guess so what happens like they, they actually the debut happens and they you know the, the surprise debut the hand motion of getting on with it everything you know no give me my present um all <laughs> everything we talked about before and then of course you know they you know i hate her and i hate her double and the girls are left to discover like what the fuck just happened right yeah as dorothy says it so well you know she's like i had this whole this whole thing planned months and months and i had it blow up in my face you know um and i forget what they're talking about but i think it's like blanche is like trying to console you know dorothy and like telling this sisters you know fight you know the fight that she had growing up and like how hard it was when she was such a beautiful child (laughs) and dorothy's just staring at her as she does with these ridiculous blanche stories and just goes i was the tallest baby in the history of new york and had a rash on my head till i was two (laughs) it's an exquisitely delivered line because the arthur hardly moves throughout the entirety of it you can just feel the exhaustion of like i have all these big problems and here we are again blanche the miniseries <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's exquisite yeah no that that is um that's amazing because that's also when you know like it, it's great because betty white and b arthur are both so good in that scene and they're yeah. responding to to Blanche who's who's playing Blanche right like she's she's always this like theatrical like wild stories and and things like that um but uh but yeah it's nice and it's also nice to see a scene I feel like with with the three of them because this kind of goes back to what we've talked about in in multiple episodes is that like they kind of drop that it's Dorothy's problem like it's it's you know like it's never built as like your family like you deal with this and we'll like try to be nice to you like they're all like okay like this blew up what are we going to do about it? And, and I like that, that it comes up even so early in this episode. Cause you know, like they obviously eventually like split up and go each to the yeah. different rooms, but, um, but it's nice to see them like sort of like trying to figure out a plan as people who are all going to deal with it together. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's totally natural. It's perfect. And I think it's funny cause it's, they all seem to agree, which struck me on the line where they say, you know, it's human nature for people to want to make up. <laughs> I just like the way my first thought was like, not my extended family really yeah, I, I know this this whole grudge thing about something that happened decades ago that oh, nobody yeah. actually remembers is very very relatable as like a irish italian german like absolutely we all like, absolutely <laughs> something about the damn old world or some yeah. shit i don't even know but yeah i was just thinking about like the decades long will feud in my family <laughs> and like like just insa- insanity so i was just like that's cute i guess it's human nature sometimes <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a little, um, it's ideal, but yeah, like you should talk to my aunt who didn't send my other aunt's son a a wedding card 15 years ago. (laughs) Tell her that. (laughs) Maybe we can just recommend this episode as therapy, you know, because again, perfect segue. I mean, the actual feud is so stupid. Like on both sides, the feuds are actually dumb as they imagine it. But obviously we discovered there is no actual feud because they're (laughs) both mistaken. And this is where like this part of the episode where they're doing the detective work of like trying to figure out what's going on and telling the stories back and forth is brilliant writing. I mean, it's it's obviously delivered amazingly by all of the actresses and Nancy Walker, you know, combined and the sort of the back and forth directing shot. But like the writing is top notch. Like this is just such a a great episode. I love it. Yeah, because their stories are, first of all, their story is 
crazy. <laughs> like, I know. Pitching Penny into the cleavage details. Oh, and all yeah. of it is that. But they do such a good job with, like, again, the nuances of these women being at the same party and obviously having, like, two experiences that did happen. But, like, it's interwoven enough that you could see how there would be a miscommunication. Exactly. And, you know, and, like, drunkenness and just, like, the idea of it being that kind of a party, like, so long ago. But even just... The little details, like, you know, she's a lovely woman, but she makes a manicotti <laughs> that you can anchor a boat with. Yeah. It's just really, really fun. Um, and I, <laughs> I do love, you know, like Dorothy, obviously, they split up, like you said, and like, you know, she takes uh, um, Aunt Angela and <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, my, you know, my favorite niece. And she's like, what's your co- cousin Graziella got to do with it? <laughs> and she's just like so smart. And, you know, like, it's just it's really it's it's a great scene. The The writing is is really great throughout this whole episode and um you know obviously i think the writing is often very good but i think um at least for me it it gets uh overshadowed a little bit by the performances or yeah it's just, you know like those women could say anything and it would be funny but right, um right. I, even like the insults like when sophia's uh i think angela calls her a backstabbing judas in sensible shoes or sophia says that to angela yeah. and like what a line of backstabbing judas in sensible shoes <laughs> Exactly. You got like a slight delivery of like an uptick at the end. Um, well, of course, the classic, like, may your marinara sauce never cling to your mustache. <laughs> it's, it's so, I think of that like all the time that I'm making spaghetti. It's really, it's pretty great. But yeah, I mean, the <laughs> the tales of both, like one of my favorite lines too, is when Sophia is really, you know, she's discussing this whole thing where, you know, um, uh, what's his name, you know, grabs her and, and is <laughs> singer she's like being a respectable married woman i got a few good things it's just it's so great like as she's telling the story like obviously right you're with me you're with me and it's just it is this fun old lady remembering and obviously going back to like sort of the dysfunctional like weird family grudges thing like if you've ever talked to those types of relatives who do hold grudges it absolutely is the whole like i never want you to be a witness in a trial because you are always just recreating what the fuck ever happened (laughs) yeah no totally and also Sophia, you know spends half of this episode trying to get rose to spill a secret and her whole thing is that angela told a secret like it doesn't make any sense (laughs) but that's the thing with like just ridiculous stuff like this with family right it's like it's always a double standard it always makes no sense and it's always like their fault that there's a grudge she's like well she didn't talk to me so i didn't talk to her for 30 years you know it's like it really is i i'm just so glad that you also have this like you know extended family ridiculous story uh you know stories of grudges because i'm just oh, sitting yeah. here imagining everybody <laughs> i'd like to stay but i hate your mother i feel like somebody said that at a family party <laughs> at one time <laughs> <laughs> that line is just oh chef's kiss i know so i wish great. i could use that in life like i want to like yeah right <laughs> oh god it's great um so <laughs> when they come out you know they're forced out of their rooms and of course they have this like perfect you know like the two little old ladies get pushed together they do the good job <laughs> of like the the visual gag right um and they're making small talk that's a famous still have that cat <laughs> and like they're just back and forth and it's like very calm and then finally nancy walker's like you know she's like angela's like you're so stupid the same cat i had 30 years ago and she's like whatever i'm just trying to make a small time 
crack me up because that's absolutely something I would do. You're just like, all right, well, it's awkward. I don't really know what to talk about after all this time, you know? And then she's just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's really great. But then, of course, like the discovery of all of this, um, it really nearly misses. You know, Dorothy gives that great speech like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to settle for this. This could be the last time you see each other ever. Like, this is insane. And just one off comment from Dorothy sets the whole thing off and they just go back and forth. And it's amazing. It's like, what? I never kissed Carmine. You never even kissed Carmine. <laughs> it, it's just that that like, I just literally, I... I want to actually read the script back and forth and like try to see if this episode really stands out. Like I, you know, I want to see like basically how they play it um, or how it was actually written versus how it was performed. Like more so, like you said, than other episodes, obviously the writing's always good, but I feel like this one on the page would be just exceptional. Yeah, no, totally. And I think, um, if I like also, we've talked about a couple times how they, um, you know, like they'll have something that is often the the plot point in another yeah. sitcom, just like be the the background um, or the setting, and that's kind of what they did here because the reunion is pretty like unceremonious compared to the fight, which is the the episode, right. um, which I, you know, obviously I would love. We do get to see more of Angela later, so it works out, but. Um, the resolution is is pretty quick. Like they're like, oh my god, Angela. it's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's great because I mean, right at the end, you know, they're Blanche and um, Rose are like, oh, fawning over it as they should, <laughs> and you expect to have exactly like you said in another sitcom or another type of show like this that every single character is so like oh well thank god that's over and then it's just like oh this is lovely oh my god it's so sweet i think they should both be committed and just dorothy like boom hammers at home which is again exactly like i'm i'm channeling like my she's channeling my mother in this line my mother being <laughs> a peacekeeper in aforementioned family feuds where she's just like what the fuck <laughs> Like, I can't believe something so stupid. And, like, we were so near to carrying this forth in life. You know, I mean, it's just, like, she is just so done with it. And it is genius. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and then that's the end of the episode, right? Like you said, it's, like, 30 <laughs> seconds, if that, maybe 20, you know, of just, like, oh, okay, this is great. Okay, the episode's over. And then back to Sicily. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Back to Sicily. Oh, God. But it's great. It's so awesome. I love... um that we get Nancy Walker again too later on down the line. Yeah, can't wait. Bring back Angela. Angela and Angelo are both correct. They're come. both yeah, they're both perfect. It's great. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, join us next time when we're going to discuss the uselessness of men who always disappoint you and how you're always really, really right about them. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.